Hey, Hope family. Today we begin our look at the fruit of the Spirit, starting with the first one that Paul lists in Galatians chapter 5, which is love. Love is obviously a central theme to all of Scripture. Perhaps the most popular verse in America is John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. The whole reason we, both people individually, but also specifically the church, the reason why we are here is because God loved. We are told that we love because we were first loved. Our love is a response to which we have received. Jesus, when asked what the greatest commandment is, says it is to love God and to love your neighbor. Paul later boils it down to just the latter, loving your neighbor. And as I've already mentioned, when Paul lays out the fruit of the Spirit, the first one he mentions is love. Love is paramount to following Christ. It is to be the defining marker of the believer. They will know you are my disciples by how you love, is what Jesus told us. We, then, should know that it, what it means to love so we know what we are to become. For that reason, I want to read today from 1 Corinthians 13, 4-8. 1 Corinthians 13 is often known as the love chapter. Paul lays out beautifully what it means to love. Taken in isolation, this chapter is beautiful, informative, and challenging. In its context, only more so. Paul is talking to the church in Corinth about existing together in community. He has gone through a lot of how they should be interacting with one another, and then in chapter 12, he goes through the proper uses of different spiritual gifts. He speaks of wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, working miracles, prophecy, spiritual discernment, speaking in tongues, and interpreting those tongues. In our human nature, we look at the gifts that other people have, whether they be spiritual or otherwise, and we tend to rank them. These are the ones I would want. These gifts are more impressive or more useful than others. But Paul says that we are all members of the same body, so some may get more praise, but if you lose one part, all parts suffer that loss. One cannot say to the other they are more or less important. There is a designed interdependence. Paul does leave room for a bit of a, of a hierarchy, however. At the end of chapter 12, Paul says, I will show you a more excellent way. And he ends chapter 13 saying, Now faith, hope, and love abide these three, but the greatest of these is love. Love is the greatest spiritual gift. Your God-given makeup may make it easier for you to default to a loving nature, but love is not something you have or you don't. We are all called to love, and we can build up our capacity to love. The word that Paul uses in Galatians 5 for love and here in 1 Corinthians 13 is the same, agape. One of at least six Greek words for love, it is the love that is attributed to God for his people, un unearned, unwavering, and unconditional. Let's read 1 Corinthians 13, 4-8 to see a bit more about this love. There, Paul says, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. What a beautiful picture. The love of this world is often self-seeking. 
In fact, so many times when we say we love something, we very much mean it selfishly. I love ice cream. I love the beach. We love things because of how they benefit us. This, unfortunately, seeps into our view of people, not just things. But here, Paul says love is patient. Patience, another of the fruit of the Spirit, is tied to love. Love believes and hopes all things. Love should make us the most optimistic of people. John tells us that God is love. If you want to know what God is like, replace love with God and reread the verses. God is patient and kind. God does not envy or boast. God is not arrogant or rude. God does not insist on his own way. God is not irritable or resentful. God does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. God bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. God never ends. Now, we are called to love. We are called to be like God, to be imitators of God. When you replace your name with love, which of these statements hurts the most? Dave is patient and kind. Dave does not envy or boast. Dave is not arrogant or rude. Those sometimes are true. Other times they are not. I think the one that stings the most, oh, that's not quite as true as I wish it was. Maybe that's where the Spirit is ready to work on you. Take some time this morning and ask the Spirit to show you where you have been falling short of agape love. Ask the Spirit to keep this on your mind and to give you the power and the strength to access that which is given to you. The fruit of the Spirit is love. You have the Spirit within you. You have the capacity to love. Bear the fruit of patience and kindness and humility. Do not boast or be arrogant. Do not take joy in wrongdoing. Instead, love. Be hopeful and trusting and enduring. God is love. And now you can love because he first loved you. Lord, I pray that you would work in us to bear the fruit of the Spirit. That we would love the way that you have loved us. That we would not be self-seeking in our love, but like the example we have in Jesus Christ, that we would be sacrificial in our love. Show us where we are falling short. Help us to lay down our own uh, motives and our own desires so that we can love the way you have called us to love. What we just read in 1 Corinthians 13, may that be true of the way that we love one another.